Hey y'all, it is Tiffany Chanel, your host, and welcome back to Tiffany Tune-Up, podcast where I just discuss my random life musings and hope that you guys um, can relate and enjoy. And so um, this is episode number two, and um, I haven't recorded in about two weeks. I, you know, just learning and growing and moving along here, I want to... um, you know, get more structured, and I'm still learning, very new to this thing, but I also want to remain authentic and just really, really come across um, my true self, so, you know, as time goes on, the show will grow, Um, things will get different, things will get better, Uh, things may get worse, whatever your definition of worse is, so, you know, ride with the kid, (laughs) Uh, hang with your girl, and um, I hope you guys, you know, get something along the way, um, So a few things uh, today, definitely want to discuss mental health and my kind of experience with it and, um, you know, hopefully I'll hear from you guys, Um, you know, later on I'll let you know how to get in touch with me and uh, you can send your letters in and we'll talk about it. Um, So a couple things have happened since last episode, I um, actually attended a uh, meet up and greet up for podcast uh, newbies or some people weren't newbies um, but just kind of uh, people who may have uh, questions and it was hosted by uh, Podcast Detroit pretty dope Uh, they were really accommodating asking a lot of questions Um, so shout out to Podcast Detroit I met a lot of interesting people um, as I'm trying to decide what avenues I kind of want to go with the show So, uh, Podcast Detroit, shout out to you guys for throwing an amazing meet and greet where I met a couple of amazing people. So, um, in addition to that, we had midterm elections last week. And, you know, I am not the most political person, probably couldn't tell you (laughs) all the chairs or the cabinets or anything of that nature. In fact, anytime a major election comes around, I literally call my little sister who is (laughs) attached to politics and has been, you know, worked in politics before. And I will just ask her like, so what are your thoughts and who are you voting for? And, you know, send me the proposals and I'll go over them and then I'll make my own informed decision. But because she is into politics, (laughs) I do value her opinions. And then I go forth in the voting booth and kind of do my own thing. So few things happen first of all Florida and Georgia y'all y'all boy I don't think I I would prefer to move to either at this point um good luck with all that um so there I, I understand a few disappointments about some of the outcomes or we're still awaiting some outcomes from certain states and the way that things went with the voting And I'll say this, I'm not going to get too deep into it. Um, Again, not a political guru in the least, but what I do understand is that anything that someone else fights so hard for me to not do has to be very important. And I know, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my vote doesn't matter or my vote doesn't count or it does. Listen, whether you think it counts or not, it counts because of the way that people who don't want you to vote behave when you vote. 
that's how you know it counts. When you see people trying their darndest, um, delivering voter stations without power cords or only having a couple of booths available for thousands of people to vote, that's how you know it's important. Whether you believe it's going to make a difference or not, actually, it makes a difference. You know it makes a difference because people are trying to stop you at every hand to do it. So with that being said, you know, I don't, I definitely don't believe in pushing your beliefs on people or trying to make people, you know, see your point of view when it comes to that, because that's the argument that we can just go back and forth on, um, all the time. But for, as for me in my house <laughs> and by my house, I mean me, cause it's just me in my house. Um, we're going to vote and that's that. Um, so uh, shout out to everybody who went to the polls and endured the things they endured, stood in the long lines, and made sure that their voice was heard. Um, I know that's not easy. I know it's exhausting, but I think this current administrative is this current administration is more exhausting. Um, and so I just got out and did what I had to do. Uh, luckily for me. You know, in Michigan, my voting site, I had no issues. I literally walked in, walked out, um, no issues. So that was great. But if that wasn't the case, I still would have stood there. I still would have made my voice heard, and that just would have been that. So shout out to everybody who got out there and did their thing uh, across the board. So (laughs) the other night, I was um, taking down my uh, faux locks. Not Fox Locks, America. Faux Locks, because y'all... Woo, I don't know why y'all think foxes wear locks, but um, <laughs> Faux Locks is the correct pronunciation. And um, shout out to my hairdresser, Dee Dee. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, was taking down my Faux Locks and was like, yo, I need something to watch because I ain't gonna make it um, taking my hair down. And so I ran across Daria. Y'all know... My 80s babies, possibly early 90s babies. Daria. Ooh, Daria was such a bop. And when I tell you, she is just really one of the most relatable TV personalities, if I can call her that, because she's a cartoon. If you don't know who Daria is, go ahead and Google it. And uh, it was on MTV when it aired. And it was just the most relatable <laughs> funniest show about like being a teen and kind of dealing with the the pressures of life and that type of thing and really ahead of its time to be honest because they addressed a lot of things um they had a multicultural uh cast of cartoon characters I won't say multicultural but they definitely had like African-American students and they weren't very stereotypical like yeah the black guy he played football or whatever but he was also like a great student and there was there's a black girl on there um their names are escaping me right now, <laughs> but she was like president of the student council and like just had a whole bunch of stuff going on. And I think she was also actually a cheerleader. So it was really good. They were a little bit ahead of their time with Daria. But anyway, so this particular episode um, that I watched was one of the last episodes as I got to the end of taking my hair down. <laughs> it was the episode where 
this radio station was like visiting the school or something and they were supposed to be there like the whole week but they were like mad fucking annoying like and I forgot the name of the actual radio station but their tagline was like oh yeah we're mental in the morning morning like it was really mad annoying yo and like everything was like oh are you mental in the morning are you mental and so finally like toward the end of the episode in this particular episode Daria's dad I think he had got sick or whatever and so she was kind of like checking on him and then the mom had to like take off work and it was just a lot going on and so even though in the in the in the Morgendorfer which is their name hilarious household even though both parents worked the mom was like the breadwinner because the mom was like a lawyer and the dad was like in sales but he never was doing as good as the mom or whatever and so whenever mom had to take off work it was like a huge deal for whatever reason she had to take off so she would like be at home and like trying to be the wife mother thing and I say all that to say um at the end of the episode when the radio station was at the school and I guess Daria had had it up to here with the shits like she was like I'm over it (laughs) Like, please get the fuck out of my school. Like, why are y'all here every day antagonizing us and getting on our nerve? Um, I guess it was to bring the school publicity. Their principal is a fucking nut job. But anyway, so at the end of this particular episode, they were like, oh, you know, are you mental in the morning? We'll give you a free t-shirt if you, you know, whatever, come up here and like yell that you're mental in the morning. And so Daria gets up there and was like, yeah, I'm mental because, you know, my dad's been sick. I'm dealing with all this bullshit. I just want to live my life. And here y'all come every day annoying us kids about some fucking keychains and t-shirts. And when I tell you, they gave her that t-shirt and cleared that parking lot out ASAP Rocky. <laughs> like, they did not return back to that school. And baby, I had a good chuckle. And it made me think about... um a little bit about what I want to talk about uh, on this particular episode, which is mental health. And um, I just laughed a little bit because they were like, are you mental in the morning? And I'm like, bitch, I'm mental all the time. (laughs) Like, let's pick a time of day. But um, in all seriousness, you know, um, I'm really happy that um, amongst people of color in our community, we're starting to get more vocal about mental health and we're starting to take it more seriously we're starting to be more open uh we're starting not to care what people think about us saying yo i am depressed sometimes or i do have anxiety sometimes or i'm thinking about going to see a therapist or you know any of those things along those lines because for whatever reason in the african-american community and i'm sure we hear this all the time or people of color Anytime you express having any type of depression, anxiety, you know, any anything of that nature, it's viewed as a form of weakness. It's viewed as, oh, just get over it. You'll be all right. Um, you know, I don't know about the rest of the world, but from Detroit, when, when you're from Michigan, specifically Detroit, we have a thing where when you get sick, you get a Vernus and you go to bed like Vernus ginger ale and so mental um things or you know anxiety that you can't just give a Vernus to that like you can't just be like oh here's the Vernus go to bed you weak go to bed like you know pop an Advil it'll be over that's kind of not how that works and so um I don't know what it is about our community 
in which we have had this stigma against, you know, mental health or being embarrassed or, you know, about if we do have, you know, kids with special needs or if we do have people who um, may have challenges in the way of anxiety or depression, it's a hush-hush thing. Um, nobody really wants to discuss it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Um, and it really didn't boil down to, oh, you just got to pray about it. Okay, I'm going to pray about it, but I'm also going to go ahead and see this therapist. So <laughs> that's what they're here for. I think um, we need to acknowledge that everybody has a, a profession. Everybody has a role to play. When you, um, if you a house set on fire, you're not going to say just pray about it. You're going to call the fire department. If somebody steal your car, you're not going to say just pray about it. You're going to call the police and, and file a report. You feel me? So when you have mental health issues or when you have anxiety or when you have depression, I don't, I've never understood why we don't encourage, yo, call the doctor. Yo, let's get a therapist. Yo, let's go to counseling. Like, let's figure it out. Um, but I'm very grateful for that's not the norm anymore. Um, and so shout out to people who are having the conversations and are open about it and are being more transparent and are getting people involved in their narrative and not afraid. Because it takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of guts to, first of all, say, hey, this is what's going on with me. And then second of all, to legitimately get the help. Um, that you need and so I want to um, encourage everybody that is trying to fight that fight dealing with those things and feeling those feelings to you know keep pressing keep pushing keep marching on um, because we need you we love you I love you (laughs) you know Um, and the the rate in which these babies are killing themselves because they're being bullied or because they're depressed or because they're sad because they have anxiety things are going untreated people are are not listening to people's cries it's exhausting it's it's upsetting it's sad it's sad you know it's um sheesh (laughs) you know it pulls at your heartstrings and so I can just speak from my own personal experience um sometimes depression it comes in so many forms right and I can speak and say that I definitely have dealt with it I do sometimes still deal with it sometimes I deal with anxiety and I've never been as open about it as I am now um, because the conversations are being encouraged I don't remember my parents ever not you know being there for me or not being open to talk but I don't ever also remember having conversations about depression or about anxiety or about you know what to do when you're having these feelings it's kind of something that I more learn now um as an adult and how to cope and how to deal um but one facet of depression that I want to talk about is you know you see a lot on on Facebook or social media uh, these memes or these statuses that say check on your strong friend or check on your funny friend and I don't think people really pay attention to those things and they are very 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 real um so I actually can attest because I am the strong friend I am the funny friend and so 
given my background and just a little bit of insight to who I am, I have a background in, in performing arts. I attended a performing arts high school. I've basically been performing all my life as far as I can remember. Um, my mom put us in some of everything, me and my siblings, until she tried to figure out what we were good at. So I've been in ballet, I've been in tap, I've been, you know, I played the piano. So basically my whole life was like bigger than life, right? Larger than life. Always on stage, the world is my stage. And from there, you know, I learned how to be an outgoing person. Then I started finding my voice a little more in high school. Um, started realizing I am kind of funny, yo. <laughs> like, I'm going to use this to my advantage and learn how to kind of um, master my comedic timing and learn how to kind of, you know, be a little more outspoken, a little more outgoing, right? So now I have kind of blossomed into somebody who, for the most part, all the time, I'm upbeat. Like, again, like I'm the funny girl people come to me for jokes they come to me for their laughter you know they come to me to, for their bright spot and so sometimes when I'm not that girl or I'm not feeling like that girl or when I'm going through something I'm not feeling like being bothered or I'm feeling depressed I'm having anxiety and I tell somebody I have felt where I didn't get the response that um you might give somebody who you know is maybe visibly depressed or visibly um, or is more maybe a little vocal about it or maybe doesn't quote unquote handle it as strongly as you might think they should or as maybe the next person. So being somebody who generally deals with my own things, um, generally, you know, takes care of myself, I really, you know don't have an accountability, you know, probably like I don't have a spouse, so it's just like lit, everything is me, me, me. But because most people know me to be, you know, that funny girl, that that girl with the jokes, the girl that makes us laugh, when I'm not that girl, it has been hard and proven hard to express that to the people I love the most. Like, and I don't think it's because they don't love me in the least bit. I just really think people have a hard time wrapping their mind around the fact that even the funny girl or even the strong girl can have weak moments. And so they don't really know how to respond to that. And so because of that, I thought, hmm, uh, one of my homegirls, shout out to her, she was like, you know, um, your friends are not your therapist. Like, if you are having issues in which you feel like your friends should be there for you, period, right? That's It is what it is, right? But at the end of the day, even my friends that are trained professionals, I do have friends that are social workers, but that I don't pay them to be my social workers. So at the end of the day, if you are feeling like people don't hear you, they're maybe not listening to you, the best thing for you to do is to get somebody who is trained and somebody who does not know you. Somebody who can't be like, oh, you're just being dramatic just because you have a big personality. And, you know, that's no shade to any of my friends. I love y'all dearly. Family as well. But because, again, I do have that personality in which I'm usually like, oh, hey, girl, hey. You know, sometimes people don't know how to deal when you're not that girl, when you don't, when you're not in that space. And, again, because you do have that larger than life it's like oh you're just being dramatic you'll be all right tomorrow you know they may not verbally say that but you definitely get the cues in their voice or in in the way they kind of deal with the information you give them so 
all in all, I guess the best advice I would give is I try not to take that personal. Um, I also understand people are battling their own demons. People are going through their own things. So sometimes it's not a matter of somebody not wanting to be there for you. Sometimes people can't be there for you. They don't know how to be there for you. They don't even know how to be there for themselves. So once you kind of factor all that in and understand that sometimes people not being able to be there for you is not a personal attack um, or it's not I don't love you or I don't care. It's just that I really don't know how to be there for you or I hear you, I love you, but that's all I got. Like, you know, I can't talk you through this or talk you out of this. But on that flip side, I will say, you know, your friend that seems like they have it all together, your most fabulous friend, check on that friend. Your most funny friend, check on that friend. Your friend that just got the promotion, check on that friend. Like your friend that seems like they have the happy life, husband, two-car garage, check on that friend. And I'm not saying don't check on your other friends. I'm just saying a lot of times the people who seem like they have it the most together need more love than you know. So, the next time one of your friends comes to you, a family member, um, somebody who, you know, you might not be used to expressing their feelings in that way or coming to you in a way in which they're being vulnerable if you have the capacity you know hey you know what I didn't know you were feeling this way I love you what can I do matter of fact you know I plan on you know however often I deem checking on my you know I do check on my friends and I love my friends dearly but just randomly random acts of kindness you know maybe I'll start with one friend a week or one friend every two weeks or whatever I can capacity I can handle in conjunction with you know dealing with my own things hey friend how you doing do you need me to bring you a meal you know or do you want me to watch the baby for a couple hours are you okay it's the the littlest things because whoo about to go down the rabbit hole but here we are um here's the thing there are days where I wake up The littlest thing, like taking a shower, getting dressed, especially the days I don't have to, the days I don't have to go to work, it may take me the entire day to just bathe myself. Because one, I'm not affecting anybody because it's just me. So I don't have anybody else to consider. But the little feeding myself some days like the food can be sitting right there but just the will to want to get up to cook or to eat or to get myself and don't let me not have no food in the house baby that's a whole nother uh bowl of chili like I will literally sit there and almost damn starve myself because I can't find the will to leave until I get to the point I'm like okay I have to eat you know I have to take care of myself I can't sit here and not take care of myself and then find some type of fortitude um cleaning the house you know getting doing laundry like the basic things that you do to take care of yourself when you are depressed or when you are having bouts of depression those things become big things and so you find yourself in spaces where you're struggling to just do the bare minimum for yourself and you sometimes do feel like you don't want to bother anybody with that 
you don't want to call. I wish sometimes I could pick up the phone and, and call a friend and say, yo, listen, I'm depressed today and can you just bring me some pizza? Like, and I don't even necessarily want you to stay sometimes. I, I don't want to have a cry session about it. Sometimes, yo, even an encouraging word, like, hey, look, I'm having a hard time getting dressed today. You know, maybe I'll get to the point where I feel comfortable doing that. But a lot of times, you'll talk. If you, if you ever dealt with depression, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, I'll give you an idea. Not only are you going through those things in your head, not only are you, you know, trying to navigate those feelings, right? Now you don't want to call somebody else because one thing about depression is you feel like a burden. You know, you feel like you are going to inconvenience somebody when at the real of the real of it, yo, that's what friends are for. Like, you know, if you got writers or people you consider a friend, if you can't be there for me or if I can't be there for you during trying times, is it really a friendship? You know, same with family, you know, people that you love. Um, if they can't be there for you in times of, yo, it might seem very trivial to you, but look, I I need some gas in my car. Like, can you just ride with me to the gas station? And that, if you got a rider, they they'll be there for you. And I am I will say I am grateful, you know, because this this is definitely not me saying I don't feel like I have anybody in my corner, because I have some amazing people in my life. But I do have times more than not where I don't feel comfortable reaching out to the people, you know, that I know that might have my back and that that's a self thing maybe that's something I need to work on um being able to reach out but sometimes I do get discouraged because of the response I might get or no response or oh I'm busy you know you don't you in in your times of depression in your times of anxiety um the last thing you want to hear is a no or you know or basically somebody can't be there for you and you don't get mad right you're not upset right it's just like dang okay back to square one so um all that being said because I don't want to miss anything important again reiterating that the people who love you sometimes they can't be there for you right away sometimes they can't be there for you in that moment try not to take those things personal try to understand that people are also dealing with their own things but most importantly if you can if it's within your capacity research the things you need to research like I said I'm in Detroit Michigan um you know I will you know maybe post on you know my social media uh things or or numbers you guys can call to get help or to look for free or cheap services because I ain't gonna lie I recently switched insurance (laughs) from a previous job and baby my copay from that job to this job Woo, you know what I'm saying? That that's also a real thing too. People not being able to afford services, right? So that's a that's a whole nother conversation. But with that being said, y'all, check on y'all friends, check on y'all loved ones. You know, let's do a better job at uplifting each other, holding each other accountable, but also remembering that if you can get professional help and you can seek professional help, that's also in your best interest too, because Sometimes it really, really, really does help to have somebody with a non-biased opinion about you who just literally is getting paid to sit there and listen to you and, you know, give you really their honest, true opinion because they don't know anything but what you're telling them. 
and it's also important to be very honest when you do um, get that opportunity right to talk to the professional um, to get your feelings out there it's not going to help you unless you be a thousand percent honest and what better person to be with um to be honest with than somebody who doesn't even know you you could just let it all out <laughs> you could just say all the things and they really have no room they really ethically cannot judge you <laughs> because they are literally there to take care of you and help you and get you to a place that you need to be and that doesn't mean you know that your depression or anxiety is going to magically disappear that just means you're going to be able to cope and deal and manage better um so you know i wish you guys the best you know i I wanted to talk about this and it was important for me to talk about it because i'll probably always talk about it in most episodes a lot of episodes mental health is mental health is probably always going to come up because it's something that we don't discuss enough um so it might not always be a full episode but <laughs> i'll definitely always advocate for it you know you guys will start sending in letters and i'm probably always going to be like mm, seek therapy <laughs> or you know get the help you need because it's important to do um so that's my take on it you know if you guys um want to chime in on mental health uh, issues or you have um thoughts you want to share um, go ahead and send me a email to um, Tiffany Tuneup, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y, T-U-N-U-P at gmail.com. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, let me know your thoughts. And um, we can talk about it in the next show. And so finally, um, <laughs> with that being said, I would like to um, go ahead and test this segment out. Um, that has nothing to do with what I just talked about in the least. So bear with your girl. Um, we're going to call this Tiffany's Two Cents um, because y'all, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let tonight's unofficial sponsor of this show um, be Crown Royal because um Woo, Jill Scott. When she said Crown Royal on Ice. <laughs> First of all, y'all are in a tizzy. Y'all are in a whole fit. And I'm, I'm tickled pink <laughs> about the reactions to this video that I just ran across. So, for you guys who don't know, apparently there um, is a video floating around in uh, Jill Scott is performing a live performance somewhere and um she is performing her song crown royal on ice and um the uh your hands on my hips pull me right back to you i catch that thrust give it right back to you i'm yeah it's so deep i'm breathing for you grab my brace arch my back high. like yo if you ain't never heard the song go listen to it like i'm not about to get deep into it the lyrics basically tell you what's popping like and, and furthermore jill has been telling y'all she was out here getting it busting it down like jill has never once deceived y'all about her sexuality she's always been pretty open about it she's never been afraid to tackle that subject and so in this particular uh video in this performance um jill 
decided that she's going to perform Crown Royal on ice. But not only is she going to perform Crown Royal on ice, she's going to give y'all a simulation of, um, who I don't want to offend y'all, but I also am not caring very much. Um, a simulation of performing head, giving fellatio, right? And she uses the microphone as like a prop, right? So she doesn't actually put her mouth on the microphone, but she's definitely giving full storytelling vibes. Like she's giving you all the visual without actually doing it. So the internet is ablaze with memes, memes, however you want to say it, and discussion. Like every other post on my timeline is about this particular video and um, people's opinions. And for the most part, I see positive things. For the most part, I see, you know, people saying, woo, Jill, my goodness. And it's so funny to me because, I mean, if you've been following her career, you just kind of know, like, this ain't nothing new. Now, to be fair, I've not ever seen Jill do nothing this um explicit per se or this um hmm, rousing I don't know I'm using the right words here um as far as a live concert show but let's keep in mind this at this point unless you've been living under a rock you have seen Jill Scott has been in many uh plays she has been in movies um she has had tv series I'm serious y'all this Hennessy is kicking in. I, <laughs> I want y'all to know. TV series. And um, so she's an actress, period. Um, she's trained in the arts, in theater, and in music. Um, her first album is Words and Sound. So she's always been a poet, right? Poets are very expressive. Poets say what they feel. And poets use their hands. Poets use their their face. Poets use their bodies to talk to us. So I'm not really getting the um, baffled people or the people who are like, woo, God. Because to the adverse, some of the negative comments that I have seen are, oh, Jill look goofy um, doing that air performance of her giving head or her giving fellatial or whatever y'all proves want to say. Um, and then I seen a guy, of course, cause men, whoo, men, whoo, let me go ahead and drag y'all real quick. Love y'all to pieces. And y'all gonna be like, Ooh, that's a man bashing podcast. I ain't trying to hear that shit. Listen, y'all avidly and don't act like you don't watch porn. Y'all have found a way to hack porn. Y'all watch free porn. Y'all send each other porn back and forth, day and night, night and day. Why is a video of this woman not even performing the actual act, but just a simulation of that went with the song that she was singing? You have to see the full clip of it to understand what's going on. Y'all are acting like y'all ain't never seen in y'all life. And here's my two cents on it. I think the ruckus is more about how people put you in a box. And a lot of times when it comes to women in the industry, music industry, um, especially 
women in hip-hop or women in music in general when we want to be sexual or we want to be sexual beings men cannot take it for whatever reason i don't know what y'all hang up is about it y'all can talk about you know running trains do we still call it that is that old for old people i don't know but we can talk about you know bring your bestie you and your bestie come through like y'all can talk about whatever y'all want y'all can put all types of craps in y'all videos but when it comes to literally a storyteller a poet just giving y'all a simulation of what she might do in the bedroom y'all are falling to fucking pieces so let me just say this as a woman who my friends will tell you when we start having conversations about you know sex or being you know open about those things I appreciate that my friends let me be exactly who I am and we can have very open conversations about it but I just want to say ladies listen and, and fellas hey listen it is absolutely okay for a woman because I think I think what y'all got from Jill Scott is because you know y'all y'all do understand the songs that she makes about love and sex right but she gives y'all this the way she carries herself she gives y'all this you know I'm a woman hear me roar persona like she's always put together you really don't get to see her too many times as a quote-unquote sexual being because she's usually very you know conservative and even though you hear her sexual lyrics you never really see Jill Scott like sexualized in the media or sexualized like in her image and so when she put this out there it kind of threw some of y'all for a loop do y'all know how many freaks y'all work with in the workplace in the office who wear uh, button downs and skirts to their knees and, and kitten heels and they be at home busting it down like I think sometimes you gotta be careful about putting people in categories or putting people in these boxes that you make for them because you see them in a certain way and then when they behave in a way that you're not used to or they put a part of who they are out there you having a whole fit is ridiculous but I you know ladies let me tell y'all right now don't ever let a nigga or anybody make you feel bad about your sexuality because the hilarious thing about niggas is in one breath they'll be like oh I need a woman that can do this and she gotta be able to do that and if she can't bust it down then she gotta go somewhere but as soon as you be like oh yeah I can bust it down <gasps> oh she know how to bust it down she clearly must have been like y'all y'all can't have it both ways you either want a woman that know what she doing or you don't like you can't be mad and then she don't know what she doing you're mad you're talking to your boys about it she ain't you know she her she trash but then you meet a woman that know what she doing you, you baffled. All I'm going to say is these words. To you ladies, it's cool to be woke and wild. You can be conscious and cavalier. You can align your chakras and your spine. You can debate and deep throat. You can teach a master class and masturbate. You can break barriers and get your back broke. And you can still be a whole ass diva and get digged down. Listen. You can be all those things simultaneously. You don't have to, you know, let uh, society put you in this box. Because y'all don't got y'all feelings hurt because y'all think Jill Scott just be at home burning incense. Nah, she be dropping it. And it's okay. 
And the fact that y'all are so baffled about it tickles the fuck out of me. So with that being said, y'all can y'all can let me know y'all comments about that video too. Me, I personally don't think she looked goofy at all. I think a lot of y'all, a lot of people are very sexually repressed. And that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But the prudes of the world or the people, I'm, you know, half of y'all busting it down, like uh, more than half. And y'all trying to act like y'all not. So y'all man that's seeing this video or they sitting there watching it and you like, ooh, I can't believe Jill. Yes, the fuck you can. Because you know you do it too or you wish you could or whatever. You're going to go back and secretly watch the video. I don't fucking know. But that being said, get off my girl, Jill. She has blessed us with so many bops so many hits so many love stories so many great she's just amazing like I I can't even get into it the way I want to get into it y'all get off my girl Jilly from Philly she ain't do shit that y'all don't do and if she did take some notes go back go ahead and rewind that video several times and um, apply those life lessons um, because some of y'all are acting real childish in regards to this video. Um, <laughs> and that's all I got to say. I love me some Jill. Shout out to you, Jill. If this podcast even make it anywhere close to you, girl, we love you. I love you. <laughs> Detroit love you. I know that for a fact, honey. So whenever you come, um, it won't be because of that video. I always try to come see you when you uh, come into town. So with <laughs> that being said, y'all, um, Y'all have a good night, good day, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Um, again, you can reach me, uh, send your letters to, comments to. Um, if you want me to talk about a specific topic, uh, to Tiffany Tuna, but T-I-F-F-A-N-Y, T-U-N-E-U-P at gmail.com. That's Tiffany tuneup at gmail.com and I will talk to you guys next week.